0: Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly today. We're going to be uh, going back in our study in First Peter uh, a week before last we did First Peter chapter 3 and verses 1 through 22. and then I had I had a special a, sp- a special sermon set up and then now we're back uh, going back into First Peter. And the title, and uh, the title for uh, this sermon is "Living and Suffering." Living and Suffering be the title, and then at the beginning of chapter four and verse one in uh, First Peter in the New Testament, and we'll be using the NIV, the International Version. The title above that is "Living for God." Before we get started here, though, I'd like to. I was like to tell you what the Bible is And why we can depend on it but Number one, it's because it, it, It's men who wrote the Bible Inspired by God And also, um, I got this from Dr. Vody Bauckham uh, And he has uh, videos on YouTube And stuff And he also has a website Just Vodi Bauckham But anyways um, And it's the Bible Okay, let's find out this So the Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. So now you have that, and it's a good way to... Tell people what the Bible is and why you could depend on it. And if you're in a college class or something and you have a professor who is, don't believe in God or atheist or challenges the Bible all the time, you can give him that and and he can chill on that for a while. It's just good to know. Okay. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. This second is living for God. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body arm yourselves also with the same attitude because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. Verse two, as a result, they do not live the rest of their early lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. That says a lot because I remember my past before I realized that, that I was a sinner and had broken God's moral laws. We all have, we're all separated from God. And I did all kind of bad things, and you know, just kind of wasted my time until I, I understood that I broke God, God's moral law, and I was guilty. And that's lying, stealing, um, uh, committing adultery with looking, and that's also them. just looking at someone with lust, and all the rest. And there's ten. There is ten um, commandments, you know. So and I'm broken them all myself, but I could just go back and realize that when I was a sinner and did all kind of crazy stuff, but now I don't. Verse three, For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. That's the fact. Verse 4, they are surprised that you do not join them in their wickedness while living, and they heap abuse on you. Verse 5, but they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Verse 6, for this is the reason the gospel is preached, even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to to the Spirit. Verse 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And that the truth. Amen. Yes, yes, sir. Verse 9. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in this various forms. Verse 11. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised, Through Jesus Christ, to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. That is good stuff right there. The next section is, is titled Suffering for Being a Christian. We're going to start at verse 12. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice inasmuch as you Participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. And let's stop there for a minute. Yes, this is true. So let's go back to twelve. It says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. This this is true you know even if you're not a christian you got to go through through trials and and you know good and bad things or whatever stuff's going to happen but i th- but especially as a christian because you're not of the world so not only do you have the the world coming after you but then you have you know um satan the devil is going to you know try to discourage you and and things are going to happen but also we have to keep in mind that God, uh, either allows things to happen or will cause things to happen for your benefit, for your strength. You know, we may not understand it. You know, it's like um, I was listening to a, a conservative podcast, and um, they were talking about the recent um, some kind of recent game. I believe it was a Super Bowl or something, and um, they. Uh, they had like a Christian ad, or claiming to be a Christian ad, but they were trying to make Jesus out to be this just a loving wimp that you can do whatever and everything's great and he's just going to forgive you and he's Mister Lovey Dovey and cushy cushy and all this and that's and I'm saying no that's that's another god that's not the, that's not the Jesus of the Bible. You know, yes, is Jesus loving? Yes, he. He voluntarily came in human form, but still God. And he came and walked the earth and preached the gospel. But he did the whole thing. He had to be a baby and all that kind of stuff. And then a child and then at 30 he started the ministry. And he was persecuted and every other thing, you know, for trying to tell the truth. And he was God in the flesh trying to tell them to repent. Because the time had come and it's time to repent. So most religious leaders rejected him because they they were evil and not all of them, but the majority were very evil, and they they like to dress up and everybody look at them and all this kind of stuff. But yet, um, not regular people, the poor people, whatever, they came to Jesus. The majority came to Jesus because uh, number one they had nothing to lose, and number two they were looking for hope, and Christ Christ is the hope. The so hope was there and of course he did healing and everything But the main, the main thing was the message of repent uh, for, for God is in the midst of you for the, kingdom, for the kingdom of God has come But not the way some people were thinking They thought it was going to be a supernatural power Overtaking all this stuff And that's not how it was It was coming to Jesus Christ Humbly as a child And understanding that we've all broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. Every one of us is broken. We're separated from God. And until we come, until we realize that we've broken God's moral law, therefore guilty, and we come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, a humble heart, and repent of our sins, ask God to forgive us of our sins, and then put a trust in Jesus Christ alone, until we do that, we're separated from God. And that's just how it is. Because Jesus is the bridge. But you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. That's just how it is. Ask God. He'll show you. He'll help you get your head wrapped around it. But yeah. So not only is God a loving God, but he's also a powerful God. He's the judge of the universe. He's the creator of the universe. He's God. He's holy. He's mighty. He's powerful, you know. In some, and they said he was terrible, but not terrible in meaning bad, but terrible in being mighty and and powerful and holy, you know, to be revered and to be reverenced. And we have to remember that it's not this little wheezy little god that just comes and lovey dovey. No, that's not. That's not Jesus. That's not the God of the Bible. It's not Jesus of the Bible at all. So that was false. I know they're trying to reach. The people of, or they think they're trying to reach the young people, but that's the problem. You're taking the gospel out. You just preach the Bible the way it is. It's been working for over two thousand years, or at least the Word of God has been working for over two thousand years. They didn't have the whole the whole Bible put together like we do now. Back in the early church, that came later, but um, but we do, and it's just not not the God of the Bible. Let's continue. Um, verse thirteen, but rejoice in as much. And that's verse thirteen of First Peter chapter four in the New Testament. And I'm reading in the NIV, New International Version. Again, verse thirteen, but rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. If verse fourteen, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Verse fifteen, and if you suffer, it should not be as murder, as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal, or even as a meddler. Verse sixteen, however, if you suffer as a Christian, you do not. If you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear the name. Verse 17, For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Verse 19, the last verse. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Powerful words. Powerful stuff. So we need to read it and apply it. You know? Read the Bible daily without the well, feeling do what it says. It's real simple. Now, so by reading that, I want you to think. that um that how do i be saved you know how how can i go to heaven you know how can i be saved from hell a a place of fire and brimstone that you will burn forever and ever if you die without uh, repenting of your sins and putting your trust in jesus christ alone because we've all broken god's moral law the 10 commandments therefore guilty Let me read some salvation scripture. Now I want you to think about this as I read. I want you to think about this, okay? Ephesians chapter one, verse four to five, the ESV, understand version. Uh, verse four, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Verse five, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. So God knows who's coming because he chose he chose those to come. He just knows a lot of people I've had conversations with people and those that are you know especially have big degrees or whatever, and they're saying, well, well, I can't believe that that god's going to choose some let the let the other ones die well, God's sovereign, God does what he wants to do, you know he's sovereign he's God he's creator, he has his purposes we don't know his purposes when you know because we're only human, and that's why we have to come by faith and believing, which we can do now. John chapter 6, verse 44, the ESV, English Standard Version, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. So God will draw those that are His, and will draw. Uh, Acts, Acts chapter seventeen, verse thirty thirty-one. The NIV and the past in the past got overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. And verse thirty-one for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice. By the man he was appointed, he has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. John chapter fourteen verse six, King James version: "Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No no man cometh unto him unto the Father, but by me." You know, and this is how. It is. And, and let me read you Exodus chapter four and eleven. The NIV: "The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see?" Is it not I, the Lord? So you see, this is what... See, this is God. It's not this touchy-feely God that people think, well, he's all this and that, and you can just do whatever. No. No, God's, God's an ordered God. In fact, he says in Corinthians, he says... I am not the author of confusion. He likes things decently and in order. is what the, the word says. Decently and in order. You know, God has a reason, God has reasons for everything, and we are to follow him. You know, just like a, if we respect our parents, just don't we're going to follow them because that's the parents and they're trying to train us the right way. The majority of them. Not everybody, but the majority. So we have to go, so in other words, we have to go God's way. It's not our way, it's God's way. You know, if you go your own way, your own way will lead you to death and hell. Second Corinthians seven, seven verse ten, King James version, godly sorrow worketh repentance. So when you're really sorry, you'll repent. 1 Corinthians chapter six verse nine, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. This is the ESV standard version. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Revelation chapter twenty one verse eight. The ESV standard version. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, sexual immorals sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. See, God don't play, man. God's God's serious. He's a loving God. How much love do you need more when he sent his only begotten son? That means God in the flesh came down and he allowed himself to be took by the ungodly and be crucified. The Romans crucified him first. they beat him and then they crucified him, which they put nails in your hands and your feet, and hang you on a, a pole with a, like a cross on it to suffer you. And then they put you in a place, and they put you in a position where you have to hold yourself up to breathe. And the whole point was, once you get weak from losing all the blood from the whippings and the the nails and the feet and hands and all like that, then eventually you'll squat. You won't be able to hold yourself up, and then you suffocate. That's the, it was a horrible way to go, man. Very painful, you know, but that's just how it is. So we got to go God's way. We can't go our own way. We go God's way. First uh, John chapter one verse nine: If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acts chapter three nineteen, repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So, what do you need to do? If you want to serve God, that is, if you want to go to heaven, if you want to leave this world alive, in your spirit, and be with God forever, to be with, be with Jesus in heaven forever, and not go to hell. Then here's what what you need to do You need to get serious with God And understand that we've all broken God's moral On the Ten Commandments We've lied We've stolen Even if you borrowed something Didn't bring it back Don't matter how much it is A paper clip Whatever It doesn't matter And we've all done it Even if it's not meaning to But we did We've looked at another person with lust And according to Jesus We've already committed adultery in their hearts If you ever hated someone Jesus says you already Committed murder in your heart See, God's standards are way high And ours is way low In fact, we make a God in our own minds A a, a cuddly, feel-good God That's okay with everything we do That's not the God of the Bible That's a false God That's making an idol That's that's creating another God Which is another part of the commandments Uh, In fact, it says You shall have no other gods before me That's First commandment, second commandment is you shall not make any idols, which could be anything, and that's two right there. And then lying, that is bearing false witness, as the ninth commandment, and stealing is the eighth commandment, committing adultery, is the seventh commandment, and yeah, and murder, yeah, the murder, sixth commandment, and so. And that's not even quite all of them. And we've already broken them. See, when I came to Christ, then it's Jesus Christ's blood that, that covers me supernaturally. So when we come and we repent and ask forgiveness, and God will take us in and forgive us. But you got to go His way. You can't go your own way. So you need to pray. Just ask God, get get real with God. And say, God, forgive me for my sins. I put my trust in you alone, Jesus. I repent of all my sins, Lord God, and I, I put my trust in Jesus alone. So you, tra- so you transfer the trust from yourself to Christ alone. And repent and then from that. And from now on, start reading the Bible daily without fail. And I would suggest you start the New Testament book of John to get the basics. just read all of the New Testament. Then start after that. Then you start exploring the Old Testament. What you need to learn the New Testament first I'll give you resources Dr. Vodibacham you can find him on uh, YouTube and also you can go online and find him um, and then Living Waters with great comfort livingwaters.com R.C. Sproul Air Ministries he's on YouTube and you can put him in on the search engine and bring it up Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham answersingenesis.org Wall Builders with David Barton, and he covers um, mostly American uh, Christian history, but other history too. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org, great Bible teacher. Um, you can go to Apologia Studios, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A, Studios, S T. U-D-I-O-S with Pastor Jeff Durbin And you can also listen to the audio part On Apple Podcasts where you can go online He's on YouTube And you can go to ApologiaStudios.com And they have a uh, They were donated uh, Dr. Greg Bonham's family donated all of his uh, Audio teaching And everything to there And you can go on there and put in Dr. Greg Bonson or Boston, new Who is a great uh, professor and you can get a, literally a free seminary education. Those lines are free. And if you would like to correspond with, with me at uh, Bible Education Institute, uh, just, go, just go to education Institute at gmail.com. If you need a Bible, I'd be glad to send you one or you can, you can go online and I'm going to tell you in just a few minutes where to get that. And, and our website is all lowercase Bible dash education dash institute dot web webnode dot and webnode is W E B N O D E and then we're also on YouTube and Rumble and you can and here's all of our audio platforms and there's more but so the only the ones I kind of wrote down. And so you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast, Addict, and others. And, and what I do is I buy a lot of used books. It's cheaper. You can buy new ones, too. But um, you can go to AbeBooks. ABE Books and Thrift Books and Amazon and whatever, and you can find a lot of good materials there, Bibles and whatever else you need. And also I would suggest that's another, um, that's just another resource, is you can go online to your search engine and put in TCT Network, and it'll pop up, and you can go to the on-demand programs That's right there in the front, the very first page. And you can scroll down to Faith and History with Will Federer and get all the good Christian history from America and around the world. And also, if you want to learn the Old Testament, you go to Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Really good stuff. So, remember, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.